Hey guys, this is the bloody adorable Jinx, and you are listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today, takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries, sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're bloody adorable. This is Wrestling Chairs. We like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is an interview episode with the bloody adorable Jinx. I am your host. I am Justin Summers, also known as Heavy Set, but real life name, Justin Summers. And Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by Trending Topics Network, Midwest Territory, and Key on Sports. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.podbean.com. You can find us on all your social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose a desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at warmaneuver.net. Like I said, this is an interview episode with the bloody adorable Jinx. Uh, Jinx has been someone that I've wanted to get on the podcast for a little while. And also, this uh, interview was recorded, I believe, I want to say in February. Like a lot of these dates are kind of blending in, or maybe it was, maybe it was March. I, I don't remember. But the bottom line is, OCW book Jinx, and I really wanted to have her on the show. We actually had a, a nice conversation late last year. I believe it was uh, at AIW. She was just, you know, sitting there hanging out with PB Smooth, you know, friend of the show. And we just got in like a conversation about like interviews and everything. And actually, even before all this, I pulled her aside and I got the intro, you know, the little clip you heard at the beginning. So, because I, I, I wanted to get more female voices to do the intros, like, just try to, like, I'm trying to really spice that up, get a, a whole army of people, so it's not just some of the same voices going on and on and on. I need to actually pay attention on, like, how often certain peoples get played, because sometimes I think I might overdo some of them, but anyway. So, like, after, like, ha- having her do that, we had a really good conversation about podcasts and interviews and how people... Uh, do them and like the kind of questions they ask. And it's something that that we we get towards the end of the interview. I, I bring it back up one more time. But you know, I'm I'm not going to waste any more of your time. This was a very very fun interview. One of the probably ones I'm I'm most proud of. I don't think all of my interviews are great, but this one I think came off really really well. Went for about the time frame that I wanted. We covered a lot, and it, it's not very repetitive from other podcasts you might have heard her on. So. For now, let's uh, get into the interview with the bloody, adorable Jinx. You wake up every morning, get yourself out of bed, and look in the mirror, and realize that you don't recognize the person 
looking back at you. You don't feel as whole as you should. You feel about half empty. You get in your car and go about your daily activities and you think about all the opportunities that you missed. Opportunities you didn't take. Doors you left closed instead of open. You think about all the things that you could have done and the things that you chose to do instead. Well, that's where I come in. My name is Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham, and I am not only a motivational speaker, but I am a personal development coach, and my three-principle system has changed the lives of countless people all over the world. I invite all of you to stay with me today and listen as I help you change your lives and give all of you a new beginning. All right, we are back here on the podcast, and I'm being joined with actually the first female interview by me oh, yeah? on the podcast. Oh, wow. None oh. other than the bloody adorable Jinx. Hello. Yes, that is an honor then. I did not know that. Caden uh, technically did do a couple interviews on the show. Yeah. But- I'm not Caden, but Fair still. Enough. So I can't the say you're the one that you did. So I can't say you're the first official. The first official by you. Yeah, first official live one on one by me. Gotcha. So, so, how's it going, Jinx? Pretty good, pretty good here in Ohio. You know, at OCW, just before the show, hanging out in a <laughs> room adjacent to a locker room. Yeah, pretty, the- pretty normal wrestling. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cool. Like, I was so happy when they like announced your booking. Yeah, because like you don't like. I mean, you get like what like PCW and like that's kind of it. And even then, I haven't like. Yeah, I don't go to Ohio a lot anymore. I felt like it was like the one place that I went all the time. I felt like I was like I do Ohio all the time, and now I'm getting to. I go to like weird states now, or like I'm going to like so many different places. Like I just did Chicago. Mm, Chicago's um, nice. Chicago is super fun. I did uh, Kaiju Attack out there. Okay, was, yeah. They were like the craziest venue I've ever seen. It was like this full like restaurant and like beer distributor place. It mm-hmm. was beautiful. Um, I get next week and the week after that, I'm going to New Jersey. Okay. Uh, which is wild that I'm going back there twice. That's two yeah. of the same exact drive. One, I know one of them is against... Uh what, uh, Tara Calloway? Yeah, I get to wrestle Tara Calloway, which I'm super excited about. I Like, if that was closer, I was like, oh, God, I want to go. But I'm like, New yeah. Jersey, I'm like, uh... It's... I'm, I'm there in spirit. It's a hike for me, so understandable. Yeah. But also, I'm very excited to wrestle Tara. I'll definitely be excited to do that. And then I get to do WSU, where, like, Combat Zone runs okay, the yeah. next week, which is a really cool goal for me. Mm-hmm. Like, growing up in still being a really big ECW fan. Yeah. And then obviously growing into CZW and things like that. Yeah. It's such a crazy thing for me to Mm -hmm. be like, I get to complete going there. And hopefully it leads to me being able to go back and keep working at like different areas. Because it's super interesting for me to be able to say like, I'm going to different states like that, not just like Ohio and West Virginia, places that I'm super used to going. Yeah. uh, I'm getting different opportunities in places that don't get to see me that often. I think that's one thing I love from being a fan's point of view is like when I see people break out, whether it's break out from here yeah. and like, you know, a lot of people from here, like doing like Southern Underground Pro and a couple yeah. of like going to all these other states. Like you actually were, you were booked for um, Scenic City. I know last yes. year. And like, I, I mean, I'm like, oh my God, like that's fucking awesome. Which was, yeah, super crazy to even be able to 
get the opportunity to go yeah. down there. It sucked that I wasn't able to make it, but uh, just the opportunity to break out and have people see me that wouldn't usually see me. Yeah. Like getting to show my face in front of crowds mm-hmm. and people that uh, haven't been able to make it to the same places I usually go. Super cool. That's the fun thing about the internet. Like I know people down in Florida yeah. that, that were like you, like yeah. the people associated with like fully gimmick. Like they're like, Oh yeah. Like we exactly. love jinx. And I'm like, that's so awesome because it's so crazy that the power of the internet yeah. has gotten me a following in places where I'm like, how do you even know who I am? Yeah. It's so wild to be able to be associated with pro wrestling on a wider aspect than just the Pennsylvania, Ohio area. Yeah. Being able to, for people to be like, oh yeah, I know her. Even if they're not like, yeah, I know like her, I've seen her matches. Mm-hmm. I'm like a yeah, really yeah, big yeah. fan of her wrestling. Just the fact that people know who I am and they're mm-hmm. maybe kind of like, Oh, she's like kind of funny on Twitter sometimes. Like, <laughs> you're even, funny. You're funny. I, 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 I appreciate that. Of <laughs> uh, just like the fact that people know my persona yeah. on a more like widespread yeah. uh, platform is crazy. But that is definitely the power of Twitter and Instagram and mm-hmm. the internet. It's okay. an amazing, I think anyone will say that it's equally amazing and painful to be on yeah. a social media platform like that it's a very uh slippery slope i think in a lot of ways yeah like i'm a fan of channel awesome on youtube yeah and uh tamra she like like she's part of that channel and she has her mm-hmm. own channel like she recently did like a two-month hiatus from the internet i get it and she talked about how like that really like helped her out with a lot of stuff. You gotta and, cleanse yourself of yeah. it sometimes. And like that's one thing I hate about kind of what I do with like this podcast stuff. Like I have to be on Instagram. You I have can. to be on Twitter. Yeah. And I can't do that. But what I did is back in November because last year I watched the movie uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor mm-hmm. and fell in love with Mr. Rogers, fell in love yes. with the kindness and the niceness. I looked at like social media. I'm like, absolutely. People just are like, I hate this. This is dumb. But I'm like, so easy to just complain. Yeah. And I'm like, I just took whole November, like everything I post, I tried to post like positive. For sure. Like maybe I'd have, awesome. I'd have conversations and some, some people are like, well, that's being negative. I'm like, no, I'm just like, I'm not telling you I hate something. I'm just like, I, we're having a discussion about yeah, something. You can have, I think people are so easy, especially like on the internet because you're not face to face. Yeah. It's so easy to spit venom at something mm-hmm. or take something as being argumentative yeah. where it's like, no, we can just be adults and discuss why like hey, this is something that I don't like as much. It's just not my cup of tea, which yeah. I think is a big thing in wrestling. Oh, where God, yes. people, if they don't like it, it's not right. Yeah. Which is, I feel like people don't realize, like, not everyone's going to like Van Gogh's paintings, but that doesn't mean he wasn't a good artist. Yeah. Like, I can understand disliking death matches, disliking comedy wrestling, disliking this or that wrestler for something they did but it doesn't mean that they immediately are the worst thing that's ever happened they're ruining the business oh god it's like no that's what makes wrestling so cool and that's one of Mm -hmm. the reasons that i love wrestling so much is it's just like there's something for everyone in it it's not just fighting in a ring in costume yeah there's like (laughs) so many stories to tell yeah like just because you don't like intergender wrestling you don't like females in wrestling blah 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 that doesn't mean it's like an inaccurate thing no that doesn't mean it like can't be done well Mm -hmm. it's just like might not be your cup of tea yeah like 
people just get so wrapped up. Like even like if you go like some of the bigger stuff, like oh, I, people go like bitch about WWE. I'm like, I mean, yeah. if you don't like WWE, don't watch it, don't talk exactly. about it. I'm like, there's so much more out there. Like when right? I started becoming an independent wrestling fan, like that was in 2011, and women's wrestling in WWE wasn't good. Like, it sucked, yeah. So I, I kind of like turned my focus. I started like falling independent scene, you know, yeah. fall in love with like wrestlers like Veda Scott, and at that time Sarah Del Rey was like on her last like mm-hmm. year, and I was like, oh, this this is like. This is like good women's wrestling. Like yeah. women can be good at wrestling. Yeah, and like how the way I described it is like, okay, this is good. And like I didn't care as much. Like I didn't bitch like, oh, WWE's doing this. I'm like, well, they're doing good over here. I like this. So yeah. maybe they'll catch up. And I mean, now we're to a point where like it's amazing. It's, it's gonna be a main event of WrestleMania, like well, women's wrestling. I can't I I really hope that does. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. And it's amazing to me because I will openly say that when I started wrestling and for most of my life, I had such an angry grudge against women's wrestling. Yeah. Like I would openly say I hated women's wrestling. I thought it sucked yeah. because when I was like growing up or like when I was starting to like become a big fan of wrestling, it was in that era yeah. where women were just there as it's like a special attraction match where they don't really know what mm-hmm. they're doing. And it's just like, you're not really trained, but just go in there and have a cat fight and people will cheer because you're women. Yeah. So I just had like this huge grudge against it. Yeah. So it's super cool for me to not only see like the level of like the caliber of females in wrestling and also yeah. see myself becoming like a fan of mm-hmm. women's wrestling more and appreciating the other females in wrestling and not just being like grumpy about yeah. how bad it was when I was like growing up on wrestling. And I feel like too now there's so many different like types of women that are being like spoken for in, in WWE. It's very versatile now. It's not all just like the models. same kind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not all just models that were found randomly yeah. and they were like you look good. Let's put you in a fun costume and have you like go out in front of a crowd. Yeah. Like yeah. I, like I know like, not as many people like her, but like, you know, like Tamina and Nia Jax. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, those are different women. Those were like, I wanted those type of women for a while. Cause I'm like, Absolutely. I'm like, we get the model types. So that's fine. I'm a huge fan of Natalia. And I feel like she, I love Natalia. She fought like, she's like, she's model S, but like, she's also, she's versatile. Yeah. She's different. Yeah. But I wanted someone who just like you just kind of like a awesome Kong or just like yeah. someone not watching wrestling could see them. Love and go, awesome Kong. Someone not watching could go, oh, like I'm scared of that. I'm like, I exactly. wanted that. And I feel like Naya and Tamina, especially like Tamina, like she's always, she's been I around for so Tamina. long. Yeah. I think like just her facial expressions and the yeah. stuff. One of my favorite things that they've done in a while was I found it super interesting and super cool when they had Tamina being managed by Lana. Yes. Just because yes. I think it's such a cool concept to have a woman being managed by another woman. That's like, that's true. I that's not a usual thing. Yeah. Is to have a woman that's genuinely like managed. Yeah. Like a female equivalent to Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman in a sort of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is too with with Tamina, I believe she's a mother. And that's what made me yeah. give a whole new appreciation for because I'm like, oh she, she can flip that switch. Like she does like does the wrestling stuff, and then like I know she'll go away from time to time. But like mm-hmm. she she needs to be a mother, and I'm like I yeah. respect that so Absolutely. much. She like knows her boundaries. Yeah, she knows what she wants to do, which I think. Yeah, I love Tamina, and also because she does have that look and that mm-hmm. really menacing presence. Yeah, where she's just she's badass. I like Tamina <laughs> a lot. Uh, one thing that I did want to talk about because. I don't. I couldn't find many interviews from you. Sure. Because that's something we talked about before we started recording, and that's like, Jinx is a hard like. Not easy to vanity search. Yeah. Like yeah. I could. 
I could type in Jinx on po- a podcast platform and it'll just give me a plethora, like, just so many different like yeah. things about Jinx. League of Legends, a lot. <laughs> well, there's that. There's I know there's Pokemon. Yes, I Pokemon w- spelled with the Y, which is literally just like a drag queen Pokemon. I okay. I was actually curious where you got your name from. Um, it was a name that came from like some. It now has various meanings to me, and it's kind of grown in meaning as yeah. I kept going, which really I just like had no idea what I wanted my name to be. And it was something that my trainer, Chris LaRusso, gave to me. He was just like, what about Jinx? And I was like, I can kind of see that. I think it's a character that would do well with just like a one word name. Yeah. It really makes sense. I also am a big Teen Titans fan. Okay. And, uh, Jinx was um, a villain in Teen Titans. And then I grew to learn one of my friends that's in the business her name is morgan rockefeller she did a lot in the pittsburgh area and she's been in wrestling from that time frame when women were just like not trained and you were just like escorting people to the ring yeah and apparently that was what she really wanted her wrestling name to be so at a time when i was just like kind of wanted to change it for a lot of that reason where i was like oh it's really hard to find me on the internet i don't know what to like it kind of just like that was mainly it I just yeah. felt like it was really hard to find me. Mm-hmm. And then I realized it's just like, it not only kind of fits who I am, and also I'm just like already here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have the bloody adorable too, which kind of makes it a little bit easier yeah. to uh, find. And it also has a sort of like deeper rooted meaning to me. So I dig it. There are some days where I like the name more than others. Yeah. And wish I had something more to it. <laughs> like in times where it's really hard to vanity search me. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, like to me, when I first heard the name, the first thing that came to mind with Jinx, because actually I'm not a big Pokemon fan. Yeah. I don't know much about League of Legends. It actually goes back to, I don't know if you've ever played this game, Super Mario RPG. Yeah. There's a character that's, I think he, he's definitely a villain. It's someone you, it's like one of the bosses of one of like the stages of it was named Jinx. Yeah. It's and, a fun villain name, I feel like. Which it, it I kind of It kind of is. Yeah. Like Jinx is a fun villain name. Which I appreciate. Yeah, that, that really, really helps you out. Yeah. It's a easy name, but also I feel like it fits. I feel like it's a good character to just have one word name. Yeah. And I think, too, with like the, that, that just power of the internet, like now there are wrestling fans that hear that name and like they think of you. Yeah. So Which, th- that works. Yeah, I feel like it's just what I'm associated with now. And like I said, some days I wish... There was more to it just because of yeah. the day and age we were in. Mm-hmm. But hey, like Edge went with it his whole career. So, you know. I mean, there's a lot of like good one word names, whether like in music or like oh, yeah, wrestling. Absolutely. Like I keep thinking, I mean, well, Cher, Madonna. Yeah. Um, there's definitely no more in wrestling, but yeah, it works. Absolutely. I can't imagine trying to be Christian and trying to vanity search yourself. Oh, my God. That would be <laughs> awful. You're getting That's, a whole bunch of different things. It could things. be way worse. Sting. <laughs> yeah. I I hate Sting. Which one is he talking about? <laughs> I know. Watch Sting. Anyway. Um, I know you're a big fan, too, of, like, horror. Absolutely. I'm not huge into it, but there's a few things that I did want to talk about. Absolutely. This is what sucks. Like, I listened to the... Um, some of the Pittsburgh and the intergender uh, things you did. Yeah. And for some reason, I wrote this down, and now I look back, I'm like, why did I say that? I have, a, like, a note of just Dexter. Dexter. We're... How do you feel? Like, did, were you a fan of the show? I do enjoy Dexter. Uh, uh, I feel like I might have talked about Dexter in some way. Might have. Form. I don't know. But. Fun show. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Dexter is awesome. Um, 
but I am definitely a huge true crime fan. I feel like I've probably talked about how I've taken bits and pieces of my character mm-hmm. from characters like Dexter. I associate myself a lot with like Hannibal Lecter, things okay. like that. Um, in terms of like personality and thought process, mm-hmm. um, I'm a really big true crime fan. That's like the huge thing right now. I'm where- a really big true crime fan because I actually come from like a psychology and therapy background. Okay. I never, I've never officially gone to college, but I did, I used to like help a lot in like group therapies and stuff like that. Okay. And I'm a really big fan of psychology and criminal psychology. Mm-hmm. So, which I think really helped me coming into pro wrestling because. That's a good, that's one of the like probably good like hand in I hands. know why people tick, which yeah. not only is fun in character building and being able to help with story, it helps when you're dealing with people that aren't always fun to deal with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, you're like, okay, there's a reason for this. You're not just like, wow, what an ass. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like even more than horror, I am a big, like, a uh, true crime fan and a big, like, criminal psychology fan, mm-hmm. which is something that I take a lot into account in character building. Okay. So, yeah. How did you feel about the ending of Dexter? Because I feel like when it comes to that show, that's the most controversial thing about it. Absolutely. I, uh... I think Dexter's one of the shows that I kind of fell off of it the longer that the series went on. I felt the same way about House. Like, because I used to be okay. a huge House fan. Yeah. And it's like the longer the series went on, you were just like, all right, you can only do so much. Like, yeah. you can only kill people so much. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> I felt like with Dexter, like, obviously everybody says the same thing. It peaked with the Trinity Killer. Exactly. Because that season was so good. I don't think necessarily it means the rest were crap. It's just that one was so It was so good that good. the rest of it was like, oh, okay. And I even knew that Rita was going to die. Spoiler, if you don't already know. It's been out for a long oh, time. But, yeah, it's been long <laughs> enough. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I accidentally got spoiled reading something. And it basically says after, it was just saying, like, Trinity killed Rita. And I'm like. Yeah. Fuck. So I didn't know when it would happen. So when I get to that last episode, I'm like, all right, she's going to die. She's going to die. And like when he kills him. And it's still gotcha. Well, well, I was just like, oh, maybe what's going on? And then he like walks in. I'm going to go, oh, I forgot. It gets you so much. Like in those seasons, you get so emotionally invested. Yeah. That the rest of it, I feel like you're just kind of like. I don't know what else can what else can we do? Like that, I felt like that season was good. Then after that, the like Christian killer, like that, the dude that did like all the yeah. maybe he was like apocalypse killer. It's been a while since I rewatched it. It was very Zodiac related. I think which, they wanted to do something that was very similar to the Zodiac killer. Yeah, which I did. I like that. Sh- I liked Dexter, and I really like Criminal Minds because they are two shows that like very mm-hmm. much base themselves off of real serial killers, which. Makes sense. Like, yeah. there's things that actually happen. We might as well yeah. do some. So, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was like the apocalypse, something. That, they yeah. definitely did something very Zodiac related. Yeah. And, like, I love that It's season. been forever since I've watched it, too. I think it was like a couple years ago I rewatched it. My girlfriend wanted to uh, watch it. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, like, I'll watch it. Like, I have to watch from beginning to end. The only season I don't like is three. Yeah. And that's the one with, uh, like, Mexican lawyer. Yeah, where uh, you're just like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm like, whatever. there's, I'm like, Literally, there's nothing, like, huge that comes out of that season. Exactly. It's very anticlimactic. Yeah. So you're just kind of like, whatever. And especially, like, one was really good. I still like two because that's when it, they, they go after Dexter. I loved season two. Mm-hmm. I loved, like, yeah, those first seasons. And like you said, the seasons after, like, towards the end, they weren't bad per se. But it was, again, it just kind of was, like, yeah. anticlimactic after they got you so good for a while. And again, it's also, like, 
feel like we can only kill people so many times, man. Yeah. I feel like I just get like I know you're. I mean, tell that now. to a serial killer, but yeah, right. It's like I know your gimmick now. I get it. It's like I felt the same way with House, where it's like we can only save sick people from like real wild diseases. Yeah, yeah. so many times. <laughs> but it's like the ending people. Which I just I'll just say what my reaction was. It was great up until the last minute. Yeah, where they like re- like oh no he's alive and I'm like it was really? one of those things where it was like super cool and then it just like kind of ruined it for the like it ruined the entire thing because the ending was just like oh okay yeah like I saw so many people were just like well I hated I'm like well like if they would have just cut like okay yeah. he goes in the boat he dies boom yeah, I'd, it I'd was have been really like good until they like just tried to make it open-ended you're like oh he could come back and i'm like no please don't yeah they tried to make it an open-ended thing which i'm like dude you've been running this series which people could say for too long now anyways yeah you might as well just like (laughs) let it happen another horror thing that i know that i love and i was i think i was told you like this Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the saw franchise i love saw me too i love saw I don't particularly know why I love Saw so much, but like, mm-hmm. I love Saw. It's one of those things where I'm watching it and I'm like, this is too much, but also I'm obsessed with it. I feel the same way about the Hostel movie. I yeah. love Hostel. <laughs> I love Hostel. I actually once really wanted to get like the Hostel, like the Bloodhound tattoo. Okay. Um, And then for some reason I became increasingly paranoid mm-hmm. that like it was a real thing and that I was going to get like inducted into the elite hunting society. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, I can't do this now. But I feel like I will probably go back and get like an elite hunting club, like the Bloodhound tattoo, because I really love Hostel. I love me some good, like weird horror movies. Yeah. But yeah, Saw's awesome. I've always loved Saw. I think those were the first horror movies that I was genuinely like, yes. Like I've never got into like horror, like like when it comes to, like a lot of the slash and everything, like yeah. I'll watch them that I'm not like obsessed. But what got me with Saw is the second one. I, yeah. Wait, but, the one where they're in like the house? Yeah. Yeah. It's because that's what I've explained to people. One like sets up kind of the premise, but you can't repeat that movie. Also, beca- because that movie was so low budget. They well, never expected it to like take off the way that true. it did. So the movie was so low budget. Yeah. And then I think that movie just did so well that they were able to like keep growing it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I love the second movie. But the, I mean, what so I'm talking good. about is like that the whole thing of like. Uh, Jigsaw being in the room. Yeah. And like, who's the killer? Who's the Which killer? Which was wild. Yeah. So then they had to really set the tone with the second movie. And the moment that mm-hmm. I fell in love with it was when the timer goes off and that safe opens. And it's just like, if you would sit here and talk to me yes. until this timer runs out, like you'll find your son in a safe and secure state. And I'm like, oh my God, these movies are riddles. I love it. I, know, I love that they all intertwine themselves. Yes. They all intertwine themselves. But I feel like it's in a way that if you were to go and watch them separately, you wouldn't be completely lost. But they, They're, but the the intertwining them because like three and four are literally like the same time. Like the, the timeline yes, is like one, they two, three, and four. Frames. Yeah, yeah. They're a lot smarter than people think they are. Like those movies are a lot. I mean, people could obviously argue with it, but I think oh, that course, they are absolutely. But I think those movies have are a lot more well put together than people think they are, rather yeah. than just like. It's people getting killed in weird ways, like because yeah. they do put together like weird stories, and they they overlap timelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of have to figure it out. 
when the fourth one came out is when I got caught up with the series. I watched one, two, then three. Mm-hmm. So the, obviously no one I was going to go see four. And everybody I know was just like, why are they going to do four? He's already dead. And this, but is he? But this is where they started. Like, they'll do something in a movie that they won't explain until the next one. Yeah. Like, while Jigsaw's talking, he's like pouring wax on something. And they don't explain like in the movie. little things that keep yeah. going. Yeah. And like, I noticed that before four. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? What is and he they pouring never wax explain on? It. Yeah, and then at the beginning of four, like he takes the piece, the piece of wax up, which is a tape, and mm-hmm. eats it. And I'm like, yes! yes, the little things. I totally forgot about that. That was awesome. The movies that did that too was the first two Insidious movies. I I have those. We haven't watched those because I did recently did watch The Nun, and I, yes. I have to, I end up having like now my girlfriend wants me to watch all of them. The first then, two Insidious movies. Yeah, I think you'll love because of that because. It's they end up like going back to each other on things that you didn't even think were like a thing. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's done by the people that do Saw. So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because I think when people were like, like after three, I was like, why do they keep doing it? Because like I said, with that aspect and they're like, they're just like, keep checking out. I'm like, are you paying attention? There's like little things in... Sometime after four, I started like going on like a YouTube conspiracy theory. Yes, of, like, saw. I love those like weird holes that you yeah. go on YouTube. But with that time, I was like trying to explain things like yeah. who was going to be behind something. My biggest question, spoiler here, if you've never watched these movies, I'm like, where's Dr. Gordon? Like even after the first movie, I'm like, he freaking he literally called. chopped off his leg and left. Yeah. And I'm like, they end up like, I think in the second one, they go back through those sewers and I'm like, you don't just see, oh, there's a dead body with one leg. Yeah. I'm like, where? I knew he had to be alive. Yeah. There was no way that he wasn't because they would have explained it. Well, and then like one of the videos I watched was like, if you pay attention to this one clip, I think it's the beginning of two or three where the keys behind the guy's eye, they're yes. like, the doctor has a limp and he's doing the same leg and they uh. end up in seven, they recreate it. I'm like, yeah, oh, like People who like talk shit about that movie, like they did like seven movies. The scene where he like sears his leg together makes me kind of barfy. Like I don't get freaked out or like grossed out by a lot of things in life. Yeah, but for some reason that waked me out. I was like, <laughs> do it, shit, that hurts. <sighs> but yeah, I'm a huge like the love song. The end of the the final movie was just that. As much as like as shitty as people would say that movie was, I'm just like that's the greatest movie because so good. The, the ending just fulfilled me. I'm just like, <sighs> and then when they did uh, Jigsaw, I was like, please don't fuck up my my movie. And for, it was still good, but because they they end up doing like okay, what you're seeing is partially after, but partially like anything with yes. Jigsaw was before, and I'm like. Okay, because I was really sitting through this movie. I'm like, if you tell me he's fucking alive this whole time. I'm going to be so mad, right? Like, don't ruin this timeline for me. Like, that's just, you're ruining the canon. Honestly. But they explain. I'm like, okay, Okay. I got to appreciate for that. Yeah, because I can get that. Because they do, like, have wonky timelines sometimes that it takes you a while to realize, like, where we are in the story. So, yeah, it's like, are they, is he really alive? And then you're like, no, we're just in a weird time frame. Yeah, like three and four. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I, I want to get into, because I feel like you don't talk much about this, or maybe you do, and I just haven't caught all of it. Sure. Ghost hunting. Oh, yeah. I, I don't. Like, explain this, because I, mean, I have so many questions. Like, like, where did it start for you? Um, like, and like, all I that kind of stuff. I don't really, like, it's not like a thing that I really do. I'm not like a master ghost hunter or anything like that. Yeah. It just started with like me and Ray Lynn wanted to go to like spooky places mm-hmm. <laughs> during like Halloween time. And, um, yeah, I enjoy 
I've always enjoyed learning about like the paranormal and learning yeah. about things like that. And we went to the West Virginia State Penitentiary, mm-hmm. which was the first time I'd ever been to somewhere that was like like that, yeah. like an abandoned haunted place. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up being the only two people on this tour, and we were led by a dude that actually was a prison guard there for like a really, really long time. Wow. So it was just him like taking us through the penitentiary, telling us like all these crazy stories and stuff like yeah. that. So I feel like more than like ghost hunting, I really enjoyed learning about like the crazy, like fucked up history of stuff like that. Yeah. Learning about like I can completely understand how someone's like really dark energy could be trapped in a place like a penitentiary or like a yeah. psych ward or something like that. So yeah, I don't know. I enjoy that. Did you grow up a fan of the Ghostbusters? Um, not really. I really? Grew up, um, a fan of watching weird shit on the Travel Channel. Which now that's like everything is like yeah. ghost, ghost hunting, ghost stories. Which I grew up with unsolved mysteries. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like for sure. so, like the ghost stories were literally my favorite. The best. Yeah, I love stuff like that. I it used to like scare the shit out of me, but also I loved it. Yeah. So. That was where the love for it began, and then mm. being able to uh, find opportunities to go and put myself in those weird situations. Because we also went to um, a psych ward. We went to a psychiatric like place. I don't know which one it was in. Oh, it's going to bother me. I don't know what <laughs> it was. It wasn't Eastern State, which is blah. But um, yeah, we did a hunt through there. Or got to just like walk around there a little bit. Also super duper interesting. But uh, yeah, mainly just going to like weird haunted abandoned places became our thing for a while. And now she's in Japan. And sending me places like <laughs> pictures of like weird graveyards that she finds in Japan. Really? Which is awesome. I've never thought about their graveyards. Yeah, she's there. like, they are really old. Like she's like. Oh God, yeah. Ah, she's like, they're just really old graves. Which, yeah, I wouldn't even think about that. Because when I think of Japan, I think of like some of the stereotypical things. Like I love when it comes to any country, I could talk about like food oh, or, like, for or sure. trying to learn like, okay, what's your weird thing? Like culturally, what? Yeah. Yeah. What's like I think I've had because I actually subscribed to a thing called Tokyo Treat for a while. Yeah. So they would send me like these Japanese snacks and, they, and I got the one with the drink. Which is super so, cool. That's yeah. Fun. Like just experiencing that kind of stuff. And, yeah. Like, like also. Things that are normal in other countries to yeah. have. Like. Yeah. Before, obviously, before he got signed, Killian Dame, when he was in AIW as Big Dame for a jail at one, one year, like we had a conversation of like, what is different between food over there and food over here? Like, what's like, what do you have that we don't have? And what do we have that you like? Like, what are these like similarities? Like, I know I've heard some people from England like they love our cereal or yeah, something like also, something we with have that. ranch dressing. I didn't realize that like other places don't have ranch dressing. It kind of makes sense though. I get it. It's such an, it's, I I mean, I like ranch dressing. Ranch dressing is such a white people thing. Yeah. I love ranch dressing. Yeah. Same thing. I will eat everything with ranch dressing, but I'm also gross. So (laughs) I accept it wholeheartedly, Mm -hmm. but I didn't even think about it until I don't even remember how I found out, but I was like, you mean you don't have ranch dressing? Oh yeah. Like I know over there, one of the big candies is called jelly babies. And I found yeah. out about them through Doctor Who. And I remember like having conversations yeah, with people. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. I've had like conversations with people from England. I'm like, yeah, we don't have those. What? Why? Yeah. It like wigs people out. And I'm like, oh, because one of the ingredients is like illegal over here. What? What, yeah. do, you, what do you, what do you mean like our candy is illegal? Like what? 
And I'm like, yeah, I've, I've had some because for a while you can get it off Amazon. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll get off Amazon. Yeah, you can get like anything on Amazon for real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was told to bring this up with you. Oh, God. And uh, it kind of a little bit of a transition from ghost hunting to haunted house. Oh, man. PB Smooth. Yes. Uh, brought up the uh, haunted house that you went for his birthday yeah. in Pittsburgh. That was so fun. Where was it? It was uh, Scare House, which is in Pittsburgh. Okay. They uh, work a lot with actually like the company that did those, like the Sorgatron Media yeah, that Sorgatron. does yeah. like the, it did our intergender wrestling like round table and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so we all went to Scare House and uh, they also, before that, for like promotional things, I got to get like my makeup done by those people, like get zombie yeah, makeup done seen that, yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> was super fun. So that was a great experience. Like, do you like haunted houses? Oh, like, I like love I, haunted houses. Okay. Which is weird because I'm probably the most jumpy person alive. Like, I'm super jittery. Okay. But for some reason, I'm a glutton for punishment, I guess. So The thing is with me, like, I'm, I've never been scared inside one. Yeah. It's a compliment if someone catches me off guard and I jump a little bit. Yeah. But other than that, like, I'll walk into, like, rooms and I'm just like, Immediately, I'm scoping. I'm like, all right, where are you going to come from? And then they I pop do that out. I too, but they still scare me because I'm just so jumpy. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, they'll pop out and I go, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Hey, man, what's up? But it was, I got to go through that haunted house, like, multiple times. Like, mm-hmm. I think I went through, I want to say I went through once, maybe before uh, I went with everyone for PB's birthday. I know before... PB and I got to like go through before it was open and they mm-hmm. just like showed us the rooms and like yeah. what was going on. So it was actually really interesting to get to go and like uh, see where everything like went on and then be yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's what they were talking about. Like okay, yeah. still scared the shit out of me. Absolutely. <laughs> but it was really, uh, it was definitely a different light to see like the production behind it yeah. and then go through it. And then we got to go through again when we got our zombie makeup done. Okay. Which they were like, yeah, if we're sitting here and just like getting your face painted for promotional things, uh, yeah, we'll just let you go through the haunted house. So, And none of us <laughs> expected it. So we were just like, okay. And I think we were like one of the last people to go through for the night. Okay. So they were just like going wild by that point, which was really fun. My dream, because I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan, mm-hmm. I've wanted to go through a haunted house dressed like a Ghostbuster. That would be super fun. And, yeah. Like whether they would allow me to bring like a, a proton pack or not, or at least have a PKE meter when they yes. come out. I'm just like scanning them. I'm like, that's fantastic. And that like, would like, be great. Because I just want to see like if they would like laugh or they would just like kind of get mad and try to like try to scare me more. Yes. Like I would just go full gimmick on it because I just think it'd be yes. so hilarious. I yes, I can see that. I want to go in. Like, it was actually really funny to go through with zombie makeup on. Yeah. Because I think we kind of concerned them. Because <laughs> it's like you're, I don't say you're trying to be a part of the show, but it's just like, you're like flipping the tables a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we did get our makeup done by the people that do their makeup. So we were yeah. just kind of there. <laughs> it's like you were working, but you weren't. Yeah, exactly. Like, I kind of already worked for you, but also like, now I'm here to have fun. I don't know. Yeah. It was very interesting. I think they got very confused. Do you have a favorite haunted house? That you've been through. That's just like maybe the most memorable, the one you've been through the most. Um, there's one that's closer to me that's called Hundred Acres Manor. Okay. Um, I've been through that one probably the most. Scarehouse is awesome just because of like the experience that I got to have with Scarehouse. Yeah. The fact that I know them and know how much goes into it. Mm-hmm. Like it's amazing to see 
like the year round production value mm-hmm. and the year round like uh, creating of putting on just like that awesome haunted house. Um, Kennywood Park in Pittsburgh during uh, really yeah during Halloween season they have Phantom Fright Nights which are super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have lots of haunted houses and then they also just have like people walking around the park trying to scare you while you like wait to go on a roller coaster, mm-hmm. which gives me utmost anxiety but for again i'm a glutton for punishment i guess <laughs> so it's and also this goes for two things over talking about haunted house and actually something that has that kind of history of actual like possibility of being haunted mm-hmm. is um have you ever been to mansfield penitentiary no but i would love to because I, I i've done the haunted house thing like that's kind of cool because it's a lot more open spaces because yeah. like like just some of the areas that, that are just obviously bigger exactly and like where you, where you like walk through cell blocks like right up mm-hmm. like up and around both sides it's not so much like oh this used to be a jail it's more just like more open anybody can like space. pop out from anywhere yeah it's like a lot more area than just like i'm walking down a hallway yeah yeah one of my favorite parts when i went through like my girlfriend hates clowns it's clowns and we get to one part and she sees a clown and like she goes scared and then he's like welcome to clown town and that whole <laughs> cell block was nothing but clowns that's hilarious <laughs> i was just like oh this is gonna be fun that's amazing yeah i hate dolls and i hate fire um but i also respect dolls because they do scare me so, i can respect the fact that they actually terrify me so i do like seek out doll related things because i enjoy that they do make me freaked out okay okay fire can just fuck off i don't want anything to do with it yeah fire could be scary i like don't feel like burning right now (laughs) don't feel like having blisters also the concept of drowning not here for it yeah ocean in general don't want it yeah i've only done that once and i'm like yeah yeah not big old salty water i'm like i'm good yeah great can't even go underwater without feeling pained. <laughs> like my eyes burn now. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll start to wrap this show up. And what we do at the end of these shows for interviews is we have our fave five questions. Oh, man. Okay. Which in honor of Booker T, there's six. Hey, this is Booker T, five-time champ, and this is the fave five questions. Now, can you dig it? So uh, these are these are random. All right. I have a list that just I, I picked from them. Perfect. Uh, we'll start with them. This one probably works for you. Okay. Adam's family or monsters? Um, Adam's family, but I do appreciate Lily Monster. Okay, this is one thing I've said about this. But po- also, I love Adam's family just like because they're actually like such a wholesome family. Yeah, they're like such a great family. And the crazy thing is, both shows were on like roughly the same time. Yeah, like started like within weeks of each other, ended within weeks of each other. Like a creepily same timeline. Yeah. Which is impressive that they were both as successful as they were. You'd think that one would outshadow the other. Yeah. But I feel like there's no right or wrong answer because it's just like, well, maybe I prefer Universal Mo- Monsters. Exactly. So I go Monsters or just like, well, I like the originality of the Adams Family or yeah. I love the romance between um, Morticia and uh, why am I blanking on his name? Gomez. Gomez. Thank you. But it even t- it took me a second to yeah. I'm on the spot I can't do it or even like uh like I know as a kid like as much as I love the monsters like thing and cousin it like those two yeah. individuals it's just like like thing was there's awesome because it's just a hand about both of them yeah so th- there's no right or wrong answer and, yeah. yeah understandable uh question number two you're, you're you're traveled you've been many places pretty well seasoned traveled a little bit sheets or Wawa 
Sheets. Hands down? Yes. A Wawa might have better coffee. Okay. But as per food, Sheets. Yes. Um, I actually didn't realize that this wasn't just a Pittsburgh thing until I started coming to Cleveland fairly often, but Get-Go has Purdue Get-Go has really good food. Understatement. Like, I, like, Sheets is probably, like, that's my go-to, but Get-Go is, like, a pretty solid side bitch. Like, Get-Go is a good, like, side hoe. I w- for me, it's Get-Go's number one, but people just go, well, what side do you want? Sheets or Wawa? I say Get-Go, and they're like, mm. But I, I know there's a bunch of other, like, third options around the country. I genuinely thought Get-Go was just, like, because I thought, like, Giant Eagle was just a Pittsburgh thing. I didn't know that, like, We're, Get-Go. Yeah, we've leaked it. That's been yeah, leaked for years, I like, Giant Eagle, yeah. I didn't know that, like, Get-Go was out of, like, the, the general Pittsburgh area. So it blew my mind yeah. when I was like, there's geckos here? Yeah. I can get their popcorn chicken? The pill. That is... I didn't realize until last year when we started talking about it a lot more, the fanfare for that was more than Amazing. just me. Like, I, I mentioned it and it was like, wait, you like the pilgrim point? You like the pilgrim? Like, it is a cult favorite. Except, I think uh, we've talked about this like with some other like fans, is like they should have... Kind of like how there's Christmas in July. Mm-hmm. Have like Thanksgiving in June. Mad Max, which is a local, uh, like, sort of chain Mexican restaurant. Okay. They have the Gobblerito, which is like the burrito version of, of that. Kind of want to Which that. <laughs> they do, uh, I think, in like the half year point between Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. They, for like a day, have the Gobblerito. Yeah, and I need to try that. It's good. It's good. I like that you can also just get it in like bowl form. So okay. you can just like eat it all in a bowl. Yeah, I need I need to try it. It's that. amazing. <laughs> uh question number three. Mm-hmm. When you're sleeping, do you have your door open or closed? Closed. I can't have my door open. I can't have my closet door open. Nothing can be open. Okay. I'm convinced that something's just <laughs> I've talked about this where for me I've always been closed, but then I know people that are like, Well, I've always had it open and I'm like Yeah. What? You said, how? My dad is like that, and it makes me uncomfortable. Like, I want... How do you not just think that someone's just, like, chilling there looking at you? Not, for me, it's not even that. It's just, like, I want like I want to sleep, so I want the door closed so, like, no outside yeah. light can get in. That, too. I feel like it's some sort of, like, hibernation thing. Like, putting yeah, me okay, in my own okay. space alone. And then I feel like feeling. if someone comes through the door, yeah. like, that'll get me. But if it's already open, like, you can just, yeah, you can just step in. Yeah, I don't know. You can yeah. just walk in. Yeah, I'd like wake up maybe if you open the door yeah. but if you just like kind of creep in with the door already open yeah. same with the closet because i used to like hear not like there's like a reason about it but all those stories that like people living in people's attics like homeless people that like live in people's attics and yeah. they just never know mm-hmm. i have to keep my closet door closed because i just i'm convinced that like this might be the day that someone's <laughs> in my attic all right question number four this is a new one that I've, I've been trying out. All right. Rank the fast food chicken nuggets between McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's. McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King. Okay. Because I'm waiting for, for the person to give me why Burger King should be one or two and why one of the other two is three. Could I like add Chick-fil-A as an option because like Chick-fil-A's grilled chicken nuggets are pretty cool. I and also they have really good sauce. I think the reason why I don't use them is because like McDonald's, 
Burger King and Wendy's are like the three traditional fast they food burgers. Like they, their menus are this similar. I don't want to say the same, but like their own different variations. And obviously, I feel like to me, like you said, McDonald's number one, right? Or, yes. Yeah, to me, that's number one. It it depends how you feel though. Sometimes you're just in the mood for Wendy's chicken nuggets. They scorned me last time. I, oh, they did you dirty? But it was because I hadn't got nuggets in there in a while. Like okay. one of my favorite dipping sauces, and I had a craving for it, and I, I tried Wendy's first, mm-hmm. is honey. Yes. I went to when they first like when they first had the nuggets, and for many years they always had honey. So I went up, ordered, like, oh yeah, I have this mm-hmm. nuggets, blah, blah, blah. And um, they're like, what dipping sauce? Like, honey. Honey mustard? No, just honey. And I'm like, just they're like, oh, we don't have that. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, since when? Like when have you ever put honey on pizza? No. It was a big thing when I lived in Colorado. Never heard of it until I tried it. And I was like, I don't dislike this. I'm going to have to try that. It's not. It's better on leftover pizza. I, okay. The thing that I used to do when I was in school, always with pizza day, was applesauce. And I would take the pizza and dip <gasps> it in applesauce. Really good. Interesting. Yes. I have not done it since then because it was just like, oh, like I'll order the pizza, like I order a, the applesauce. It's a pained college kid thing. <laughs> and then you're like, I can't do this outside. But interesting. And then like we would get like sometimes with Papa John's pizza, we get the garlic sauce. I get one. I put the garlic sauce in the applesauce, oh stir it up and dip it in. Oh. oh, sounds terrifying. But I'll trust your word and maybe try it because I also enjoy garlic sauce a lot. Uh, we'll go with question number five. Um, best physical portrayal of the Joker. Oh, loud. Um, definitely, I, probably Heath Ledger. Okay, I agree. Big fan of that. Big fan. I always constantly put over how much I love Danny DeVito as the Penguin. So whenever I think of the Batman movies, I'm just Danny DeVito. What a man. Love Danny DeVito as the Penguin. I haven't rewatched that in a while. I know I need to. My girlfriend's a huge fan of Tim Burton, but has never seen those Batman movies. They're like... I love them. Yeah. I love them so much. Mm-hmm. Danny DeVito as the penguin is like my favorite thing. I need to revisit that. But I know like, On for- the giant rubber duck. Best. Oh, yeah. The like, best. I think because I think of all like the toys and everything at that time, too. Yeah. And like I the, that's when I like fell in love with Batman. Yeah. Was there was Batman Returns. And then like the, I think that's roughly the time the animated series kicked off. Mm-hmm. So it was just so many memories of that. So good. But yeah, I, I agree. Heath Ledger is just. Amazing. Un, yeah, unbeatable. The sure. When I watch him in those movies, or that movie, I, there's times I don't look at him like, oh, that's Heath Ledger. I go, oh, that's, that's the Joker. That's Joker. Yeah. Yes. There's only a couple times where like the, the light's on him just right and the makeup's kind of wearing off. We're like, okay, I can see Heath Ledger, but the rest sure. of that is just the like, Joker. that's the Joker. And that's a compliment. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Incredible. All right, question number six, which I tailor around my guest. And for okay. you, sometimes I don't know what I'm going to ask, but something I'm trigger me in the middle and i'll go that's it okay for you if you had your option to do ghost hunting at any place in the united states or let's, let's do the world what would it be and um, why obviously i don't have a like specific yeah. but one i don't know if i'd want to like ghost hunt there i don't feel i honestly feel like it would be kind of lackluster i want to do uh lizzie borden house i just kind of want to go okay um I'd love to do an abandoned amusement park just because I think that would be like, yeah. crazy. Because there's a lot of like, I don't know, I think that would be a lot of fun. Do an abandoned amusement park. For me, it would either be the White House 
That would be cool. Because there's there's like go like I fell in love with a lot of the ghost stories of, of the White House. Yeah, that's crazy. Because like, you yep. never think about it until you're like, oh, I guess yeah. there's a lot going on there. Like um, one ghost story I remember reading when I was a kid that one of the gardens was planted by Dolly Madison. Mm-hmm. And some president years upon years, decades, centuries, or a century or so later, wanted the, the wife wanted it moved. And like the ghost of Dolly Madison appeared and told the worker to stop. Yeah. And there's like I know they're like like Abraham Lincoln because the other side of that is if I didn't do the White House I would do uh, theater uh, Ford's theater Ford's theater yeah I blanked on I'm like it's a Ford's theater sort of guessing yeah but yeah Ford's theater just like that and like that would the, be yeah also super where he like died the the across the street like an abandoned theater would be super cool to do too but yeah I think for me it would be like an abandoned amusement park not like I think there would be like crazy amounts of ghosts there just because I think it would be like interesting. I know, like, here in this area, we have abandoned Juggle Lake. And, like, oh, like the uh, Juggle Lake, it was an amusement park. Oh, yeah. That's since been, it's now sold and everything. Did and you see the story about those people that went into an abandoned zoo and they found, like, a shark that was in water? Or it was, like, when it was open, it was, like, not a live shark. Like, it was already, like, a taxidermied shark. Mm-hmm. But they were, it was Australia, I think. I'll okay. show you the picture. It's like imagining going through, like doing some urban exploration. Yeah. Finding like this fucking giant great white shark mm-hmm. hanging out. Yeah. It's terrifying. Oh, God. Yeah. That'd be. It's the That weirdest. sounds like Australia, though. I know. It was the most Australian thing I've ever heard, but I have to find it. Like, no, the most Australian thing besides a gigantic spider. Yes. Just gigantic, uh, like insects in general. Yeah. I bet I can find it writing abandoned zoo shark. Because not to mention, it's like, but um, just not even that it's like taxidermy. It's just like bad looking taxidermy at this point because it's just been like hanging out, bro. Like imagine just like finding that. Oh, yeah. Like it's like dilapidated taxidermy. Yeah. Which makes it even worse. Nothing's weirder than bad taxidermy. Oh, yeah. Bad taxidermy is messed up. All right, we're... we're we're getting clo- closer to bell time, so we're, we're oh. definitely going to have to wrap this up. But uh, any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Um, not really. I'm glad that we could talk. It was a good conversation to... Thank you. You know. It wasn't your, your traditional thing. Because the thing that kind of sparked... just casual questions. The yeah. Thi- the thing that sparked this interview was just was a real casual conversation we had about how a lot of other podcasts will just like... Ask. They, ha- they kind of have generic questions like, yeah. well... How did you become a wrestler? And like, what were your inspirations? You can find that on anywhere, man. Yeah, like I've always said, like Magnum CK, for example. I, yeah. he, he's so good at like just going on like a, a tour of podcast yeah. to where I'll uh, catch him on like some other one. They'll be like, "Well, how did you, how did you become a wrestler?" And I'm just like, his answers are already in my head. He'll yeah. find a way to tell a little bit differently. But I'm like, I I know he's how. such an actor. Yeah, and I'm like, if you just search Magnum CK it's before easy. you did the interview. Yeah. That's why, like, even before I did this, I tried to search for music. I'm like, I just want to get different perspective, yeah. and I just want to find stuff, because I don't I do not do, oh, well, how did you become a wrestler? Like, yeah, because it's boring. No one wants to see that either. The, like, the way that you said it, and I'll never forget, it's like some people conduct interviews as a job interview. Yeah. And that's not how these should work. It sounds like a bad job interview, like yeah. when some people are doing it. Like, we- <laughs> why do you want it? Why do you want this job? I don't know. Like, what are your greatest strengths? <laughs> I don't know. Like, don't put me on the spot like this. But, Absolutely. Uh, you want to throw out your social media for those who don't already know? Yes, it is. Um, 
My Instagram is bloody underscore adorable, and my Twitter is bloody x adorable, which I'm pretty sure that's right. If not, just like switch those around. I always get it confused. Uh, if you search bloody adorable in some way, shape, or form, it will come up. Yeah. Um, my Facebook is uh, Wrestling's Jinx. I don't really use it because, like, Facebook. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Hmm? I try to be funny. I do uh, post about where I'm going to be, so hopefully people can come actually see me wrestle. And you're going to have a death match soon. Hell, yeah. <laughs> I had a hardcore match, but I want to have, like, an actual death match. That one was for Caden. Yes. <laughs> he has to be there. All right. Thanks, Jinx. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm glad to see that no one has left. But now you're asking yourself, Dr. Dan, are you going to tell us what the DCR system is? And I will tell you now. The three simple principles that change everyone's lives. Dedication, confidence, and respect. D, C, and R. If one is dedicated to themselves, confident in oneself, and respectful of oneself, there is nothing that they cannot accomplish. Those three principles are the building blocks of anything you wish to achieve. If you just remember D, C, and R, there is nothing that you cannot accomplish. But sometimes you feel that isn't enough. Sometimes you need to be a little more focused on the task at hand. But don't worry. To go along with dedication, confidence, and respect, you can always remember rule number one. And there you have it. The bloody adorable jinx appearing right here on Wrestling Cheers. And it was such a fun conversation, as you heard. And, you know, I don't have wrestlers do this a whole lot, but just seeing this the next day on Twitter just made me really I don't want to just say happy, but it was just like really cool that to get this type of like tweet out. Normally wrestlers will promote the show when the episode comes out, but the day after we recorded this, she wrote, Yesterday I had an amazing time sitting down and talking with Wrestling Cheers. Awesome dude, fun convo about how good the Saw franchise actually is and things that maybe in real life scare me. So I mean, that was a month ago, and there you finally heard the conversation I had with Jinx a month ago. And normally, I do try to put out episodes really quick from the time that I record them, but sometimes it's good to have episodes waiting just in case there's some sort of like issue with recording and I can have something that I can get out pretty quick. So, yeah, this is actually going to be the first of two episodes this week, because obviously you're getting this episode early, and I kind of forgot to mention that. Later this week, I will be releasing a part two of a crossover episode with Center Stage, and honestly, as of right now that I'm recording this intro, I do not know if they have released or will be releasing part one, hopefully right around this time that this is coming out, maybe within a day or so afterwards, but on our normal day uh, going to be releasing the part two crossover with center stage i don't think there's a whole lot of like conversation crossover there's a little bit but i don't know this is just me putting out my episodes and i don't know getting stuff done a little bit early in my week so hopefully the that comes out on time if not it's gonna come off a little weird but anyway 
Also, I would like to give a huge thank you to Ohio Championship Wrestling for allowing me to get that interview before last month's show. And of course, I got to promote them for this coming Saturday, April 20th, will be Tradition 16. Matches will be featuring a brass ring gauntlet match between Matt Taylor, Gino DiCapo, Johnny Patch, Grant Andrews, Dustin Rays, and Flex Jordan. Now, the winner of this brass ring gauntlet will basically get a Money in the Bank style opportunity to cash in against the champion whenever, wherever. Also, a number one contenders match for the OCW Tag Team Championship. We have former champions, Warhorse versus also former champions, the Electruck Company. The OCW Women's Championship will be on the line. Megan Myers challenging the champion, Katie Arquette. The Ohio Heritage Championship will be in a no-DQ match with the champion Tanu versus James Hickley, formerly known as Security Guard James. And then we have the main event, the championship match. The OCW Championship will be put on the line in a cage match. The show... Robbie Starr versus No Shame Jimmy Shane. That is this Saturday, April 20th. Doors open at 6 p.m. First bell will be at 7 p.m. at Chaparral's Event Center, 2418 South Arlington Street, Akron, Ohio. You can get your tickets at ocwrestling.net. A full bar and concession stand will also be on hand. So, uh, with all that being said and done, let's... uh. Let's wrap this show up. You can find myself at HeavySet330 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at WhatAmaneuver.net. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Your Vision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcasting friends, such as PodFanDam, The Road Home from Wrestling, Kick Out at Two, The IndieCast, Center Stage, SoBros Network, Big Gold Belt Podcast, Spotlight Series, and I Got Your Five Stars. Check out our other non-podcasting friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, Set Tab Photo, Powerslam.tv, use Wrestling Cheers all one word and get your first month free, Ringside Shots Photography, Sickening Pictures, Russell Void, Key on Sports, Stay Tough, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro Wrestling, who also has a show coming up this weekend. Obviously not in our market per se, but got to give some love to Southern Underground Pro with their show April 21st at the Basement East, 917 Woodland Street, Nashville, Tennessee. Tickets are just $20. Doors open at 1.30. Bell is at 2. And that is Southern Underground Pro Wrestling Presents Hold Your Ground. You will see Jaden Newman versus Craig Mitchell, Joshua Bishop versus Manders, Matt Justice versus Cabana Man Dan. Matt Justice making his Southern Underground Pro debut. 
Logan Stunt versus Zach Cooper, Mr. Brickster versus AC Mack, Anthony Henry versus O'Shea Edwards, Kevin Koo versus a mystery opponent, Alley Cat versus Logan Easton LaRue, Dominic Greeny in a Bone Collector's Challenge. He's basically put out an open challenge and he has said that whoever answers will submit or be knocked out. And we have the main event, the Bone Storm Championship on the line with the champion Brett Eisen versus the WWN champion J.D. Drake. Oh, and uh, yeah, last but not least, the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And I want to play a game. Later. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Would you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everyone